Boodoop, boodoop, vodcast, come back. We're back. I did survive my trip to Cleveland, thank God. Um, it really wasn't as bad as I was expecting, uh, especially at the tailgate. The tailgate was nice. Um, that's where I actually thought it would be the worst. I don't know. Um, it was a little scary right when we got in there uh, right away because uh, people were chanting asshole, asshole to us. And then uh, my brother got hit in the head with a spitball. Oh, dang. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, people were throwing <laughs> bottle caps at us. Um, but, you Classy know, honestly, Cleveland fans. Yeah, no, honestly, it was a the, the tailgate was an overall good experience. Um, a lot of nice people there, actually. You know, we talked to a lot of Browns fans and they were like, where are you from? And we said Pittsburgh. And they were like, all right, we can respect that as long as you're not a bandwagon fan. Um, so that was good. Um but when we got in, things started getting a little chippy, Kev. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So there was a group of people a couple rows behind us, and we were way up in the nosebleeds with all the other poor, drunk assholes. Um, deep in en- enemy territory. Didn't see a lot of Steeler fans around us. Mm. And so we were get we were cheering for one of our – I think Najee Harris' touchdown. We were, you know – we didn't do ourselves any favors by flicking people off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kept telling myself last week that we're not going to be those assholes. But then we had a couple beers in us. We're feeling pretty good. And my brother and I uh, kind of became those assholes. But anyway, yeah. so there, were these pe- there, there was these people sitting behind us. And Luke was wearing his Ryan Shazier jersey. And they started making fun of him uh, because he – you know, was paralyzed. And so that did not sit right with us. Um, we kind of, you know, said some things after. And then when it was clear that we were going to win and, you know, a lot of fans were shuffling out and, you know, we were waving, you know, bye-bye, bye-bye. And those fans started uh, talking shit about Shazier again. And this is when we really started giving it back to them. They kept saying how we suck, we suck. Steelers suck all this shit and Luke and I are just going well if we suck then you really fucking suck and you fucking sucked for 40 fucking years and we started really piling on and then it got then more people started chipping on it around us and that was when we decided yeah we better get the fuck out of here (laughs) yeah well I mean I mean let's just talk about there's there's the chippiness between rivals but what are you going after Shazier for like unnecessary you know like you, you know you we're, we're, we can take it we can take the you suck and yeah. you know ben's washed and all this nonsense juju does tiktoks like i can take all that yeah. but like what are you going after shazier like one of the most beloved guys like in the nfl community even today like in, a ohio, good story. in ohio state guy too nonetheless seriously like that that's just <laughs> i mean at that point they're just looking for anything they have um and they crossed the line it's that that's not cool i don't i don't like that i mean people give Steeler like i saw all these posts that were like the Steelers are a dirty team and they're a gross fan base it's like are we though like really yeah i mean you know i think i i thought that was off limits so we were we luke and i got heated about that one um also shout out to luke because he was drunker than i was because i was still trying to drive home after the game i didn't end up making it um you know, because once I got into the game, I was like, yeah, I need a fucking beer. <laughs> and uh, 
you know, but he was hammered. And, you know, at one point we got up to celebrate. He, you know, may have tripped a little bit, you know, fell on the Browns fans at, in front of us. Oh, boy. Okay. It was, yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a great time. Uh, pretty cool atmosphere, honestly, though. I mean, other than, you know, a handful of people, uh, it was much ni- uh, friendlier than I expected. So that was good. All right. Well, that's not bad. That was kind of like my experience up at uh, Green Bay. Uh, there's some very friendly cheese heads up there. So um, we'll certainly take it. Yeah. I mean, every fan base has their share of assholes. So we ran into a couple of those. But, you know, all in all, uh, much nicer uh, fan base than than we thought. Oh, also, one thing I do want to say is when we were in the at the tailgate, we did see someone burning a terrible towel. And once I saw that, take number uh, one, Luke and I looked looked at each other and we're like this game's already over yeah i mean i think i actually saw that i think i saw that uh just before game time i saw it on instagram or something and i saw i don't know if they were burning it but i saw a video of someone like stomping on one and wiping their feet and it's like we've been down this road yeah from the bengals to the ravens to the browns i mean we've been down it i think chris johnson on the titans back in like 2009 yep uh also did something it's never gone well. I mean, uh, the, the, I think the most famous example is either uh, T.J. Hushmanzada back in the day or even I think it was Jeremy Hill um, of the Bengals in that wild card game. He disrespected one on a touchdown celebration, and then they had the famous collapse um, with Vontez Perfect and Pac-Man Jones. So, I mean, learn your lesson, people. Yeah, and I mean, Same I'm sure one. the one I saw wasn't the only one that got burned and, you know. No. I- you know, and all that stuff. So like, but once we saw that Luke and I were like, I think we actually threw more money on the Steelers after that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I liked the, the bet. I mean, I didn't know if we'd win the game, but uh, for sure, giving them five, five and a half points, I thought was certainly generous, especially seeing that Ben Roethlisberger's never lost to the Browns after a bye week. So, you know, everything just kind of seemed aligned and, it didn't matter at the end of the day. I mean, uh, like kind of diving into the game now, uh, they had Baker Mayfield back. They had Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb. Uh, I think they were still missing maybe, I think his name's Con- Conlon or Conklin or something. Uh, Conklin, yeah. Very good offensive lineman. Uh, I'm screwing up his name right now. But they did lose him, but uh, it, it, I don't think that should have been uh, the detriment that it ended up being. And uh, the Steelers went in, played a pretty boring football game, if we're being honest, and they got the win, similar to how we beat the Bills in week one. That's uh, that's how we're going to win games, and I'm all about it. Yeah, no, I really liked it. Um, I can go upstairs if you want. Um, yeah, sorry, my roommate just walked down, so got a little distracted there. But uh, uh, it was – if, if uh, you know, honestly – if I wasn't at that game, I would have probably fallen asleep watching that. It was pretty boring. (laughs) Yeah. Not great. No offense anywhere. Um, Some terrible. Okay. Let's look. So let's dive in. Let me ask you this. You're at the game. What the hell was that call with the fake kick getting Boswell concussed? Dude, that was actually like a moment of unity between Browns and Steelers fans because Luke and I stood up with our arms spread like, what, what the, the hell, hell was we that? Doing? And then all these Browns fans were like, what the hell was that? And we were just laughing together. It was fun. <laughs> um, Jeez, that was but, ugly. But that might have been the worst decision I've ever seen. Why not just take the three points, go I mean, for the I mean, lead? That, play, that was for the play, lead. Yeah, it was. It, we would, it would have been 6 3. Um, I mean, I don't understand why you don't just take the points. And now Boswell gets smacked. I. I didn't see. I actually couldn't see it live because of where our seats were and people standing up. 
Um, right. So I didn't even know he got hurt on the play. Um, so later in the game, whenever we weren't kicking, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, like we're taking a two point conversion from like the 15. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I didn't even think about that, but the, uh, obviously the optics, you get a, li- a little bit more information watching on the uh, big screen back home than you do in the, uh, in the, in, uh, in the nosebleeds in, or in, in the, the dog pound, in the dog pound, if you will. But yeah, it was, uh, he got knocked pretty good. Um, I didn't think it was a dirty hit or anything, but then I saw Gene Sterator. Uh, thank you, Gene, always chiming in. Uh, my man, uh, Gene. He, actually, he actually tweeted a little later during the game and said that, uh, since he was then a passer, they should have protected him like that, and it was a helmet-to-helmet hit, which got him a concussion. So he said that it should have been a penalty, but I didn't think it, it was just kind of, you know, he rolled out. Uh, the guy was trying to make a stop, uh, whatever. I didn't think it was a dirty play by any means. He said it could have been a penalty, but, you know, wasn't kind of well, fussed over it. I would I, – I agree with you, and I would have – if they did call a penalty there, they probably would have called a penalty on that late hit uh, on Baker Mayfield as he was running out of bounds later in the game yeah because that, was, yeah, that right. was i think that was pretty late but yeah it was certainly it was just a big i, I remember that he scrambled <laughs> for the first and uh got a good shove at the end it was very close there was a, you know now that i'm thinking about it across the league there was a number of those plays you know kind of like a sneak or a run kind of around the end zone that turned into that but uh you're right i, I that was a little later i again i didn't think it was anything vicious like you know no. that brown hitting boswell <clears throat> i don't think either one of them was cause for concern but they either one could have certainly been a flag, but again, that that neither one was the difference maker in that game. Yeah, did you see what Baker Mayfield did after that play too? Yeah, good for him. The kid's tough as nails. Uh, got everybody pumped up a little, you know. Give him the first down arm or whatever it was. Yeah, he ran up the field. You know, first down, getting the crowd pumped. The place was rocking. Um, I got I I got a little nervous at that point there for a sec because you know late in the game. <laughs> Yeah, that could be a big momentum shift. Uh, I'd hate to see that, especially, you know, he got the first down and then he gets everyone fired up. They they, they certainly could have put us away after that one. That could have been a problem. Well, they probably should have, but uh, thanks to Jarvis Landry, I think he uh, meant to put on a Steelers jersey before the game. Uh, three drop balls in crucial times. Oy. And yeah. a fumble. And a fumble. Yeah, that, uh, not a great game. I think Odell had a couple of drops as well. Um, but, yeah, that was uh, that was interesting. You don't typically see that from those sure-handed LSU veterans there. You know, they make all the one-handed fancy grabs. But I don't know. And this is the first time I've watched a Browns game. And let's just face it, like, shame on the Browns. Ten points on a wounded Steelers team. Um, we didn't have the ability to kick a field goal, which that was – a problem and they only put up 10. So I don't even know if I'm going to go ahead and blame Baker like I normally do. Cause I think everyone knows where you and I both stand. You know, we don't think the Browns they're close. I don't think they can win a Super Bowl with Baker, but yeah. I didn't think he played a terrible game. And you now need to look at some of the playmakers uh, on the outside. Uh, Nick Chubb, like what? 55, 60 yards. Or was it? I don't have the, I, I think he had stats in front of me. I think he had like 64 yards or something. And like, I think he had one run pretty early on for like 20 something. So he only had like 40 yards the rest of the game after the first drive, yeah. I think. Yeah, you're if... right. It was uh 61 <laughs> yards. Um, and then Dearness Johnson tacked on uh, another 22. So, I mean, 83 yards total for quote unquote, the best rushing team in the league, maybe not the best, but certainly top five, I'd say. 
is yeah. pretty bad. Um, I mean, you can't have that. Odell Beckham Jr. had a couple drops. Jarvis Landry, the drops, like you said, the fumble. Uh, great strip by uh, Joe Schobert there. I uh, want to make a shout-out to big play uh, by an underrated, uh, or I guess lesser-known Steeler defender. That was a very big play. Former teammate of uh, Jarvis Landry on the Browns. Uh, so, huge pickup. Uh, I guess huge play there, so. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, you know, Baker Mayfield didn't do anything too wrong. I think that nothing just went well for the Browns offense that day. No, I was actually going to say Baker Mayfield, like uh, for that last drive, you know, I've heard a lot of people say like, this is the biggest drive, you know, probably of the season, you know, you know, people are saying in career, I don't, I don't know about that one, but, yeah. um, but when it, he did step up and honestly he did have a good drive, but if, if not for those drops and stuff, uh, they probably could have won they could have won that game i mean that odell beckham jr uh final throw uh didn't seem like he really wanted to get up there and you know take a shot Um, he might have heard some footsteps because he would have fallen at like the two yard line yeah you know with with i don't know how much time left was at that point but it was like a couple minutes and so i mean they could have gone up 17 to 15 and then we would have had to score a touchdown because we didn't have a kicker you know? Yep. You're right. I mean, that's just, that's uh it was their game to win and they didn't take advantage. So, I mean, obviously credit to um credit to the Steelers. It was a great defensive game. I think we're finally back in a rhythm. Our, I will say our secondary is concerning me personally, but um, I do think that <clears throat> we played the better football game uh, in the end of the day and it wasn't even by uh, a large margin. I didn't think uh, either team played out of their minds, but uh, you know, we snuck away with one huge, Give one more uh, big shout out there, Pat Fryermuth, um, rookie tight end, massive touchdown catch, a little bobble, got the feet down in the back of the end zone. I mean that that very well saved the game right there. Yeah, that was a that was a very impressive catch, and he's looking he's looking good. Yeah, it, I, I love when Ben. I mean, you know, it's no secret Ben's not really slinging the ball down the field this year, uh, nor has he the past couple years. But uh, I mean, it's so nice to have that you know old reliable short yardage tight end. So. Um, it, it looks like he's kind of filling into a good role there. I love hearing the mood chance, kind of like, you know, the old Heath Miller. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just a lot of fun to have, and it, it's bringing back some more gritty Steelers football, which I love to see. Yeah, were, were you able to hear any uh, mood, you know, chance? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, I heard the moods. All right, good. I heard the moods. <laughs> well, I was one of them. Right. Um, <laughs> I heard you. I, I heard you and Luke. That's that, yeah. I was like <laughs> yeah. Listening and I was like, "Hey, you know, that's the Vonda boys." So. Yeah, that sounds like Scott and Luke. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. All right. Moving on. Oh, we got the real quick. We got the Bears coming up this week. Kevin's coming in for it, and some of the other Chicago boys. So that'll be fun. Get to see them. Uh, Monday night oh, game, baby. Monday night game, which kind of sucks, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, it'll be fun. Primetime. Not a very exciting primetime game, I will admit, but, uh, you know, that's all right. Yeah. All right. Um, so moving on, there was some recent news just broke, very sad, uh, from the Raiders organization again. Uh, Henry Ruggs just got is about to be charged with uh, DUI that resulting in death. So it looks like his career could be potentially over. It's over. I mean, it's got to be what I'd say a minimum ten years. I believe I, I, it, I, mean, I believe I read up on it. It said two to twenty. Two to twenty. Um, okay, so I guess we'll call it ten just to be in the middle there. But 
no, you're not getting a job after this. It doesn't matter. Um, it's really sad. And, uh, you know, obviously thoughts and prayers to, um, the victim of the crash. I haven't really heard any details, uh, on that, but, uh, it's just, it's a damn shame. I don't know if you know much about Henry Ruggs, but I always was a big fan of him. Uh, I don't know if you know the story from his high school, but his best friend and teammate, uh, the two of them were in a car crash. I don't know if he was in it with him, but his best friend died in a car crash, uh, when they were in high school um it's still his twitter bio it's his twitter page cover photo uh his pin tweet is a tribute for it uh for his <clears> friend so to to get behind the uh get behind the wheel impaired like that is it's a damn shame and you got to be smarter than that so uh, i guess lesson here for all the listeners is call an uber uh it's not worth it uh for you or for others so it's it's really sad that's that's a he was a talented kid um, and that's, that's, that's gotta be it. I mean, I'll, I'll just make that claim right now. No more football for him. Yeah. Well, with that story, I didn't uh, know about that, but I mean, that's even more sad because he should know. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, should know better. It hits close to home to him and I'm sure, uh, it's not an easy day, uh, for him right now either, but it's, uh, you know, you live with the consequences. Um, it's too bad. Thoughts and prayers out to the, to the victim's family. Yeah. So just wanted to mention that real quick is that just news just broke a couple hours ago yeah um hard-hitting stuff and uh, the raiders seem to be immersed in all that kind of <clears> stuff. so uh it sucks but you know that's that's you know something we figured we should cover we won't spend too much time on that it's just uh, a real shame yeah all right let's get uh, to our recap then do it start us off scotty thursday night football what'd you see yeah my boy kyler murray just uh couldn't figure out the packers defense somehow uh, not sure how the Arizona Cardinals offense got, you know, stifled by the Packers defense of all teams. But uh, he also got me nine points in fantasy, which really sucked because I only lost by like 0.5 points this week. Uh, so, it, <laughs> so if he, get, if he cool. got me 10 points, you know. Uh, that would have been if he got you nine, nine and nine point seven five, maybe. I know. Oh my Dude, god! Um, Some change. But also, what happened to AJ Green on that final play? Did his great question? Did his controller die or something? Like the dude, <laughs> yeah, just, stopped, the dude just stopped playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was, it looked like he was going for a block or something, which is strange because that implies to me that he either thought it was a screen pass and he was the only receiver uh, on the right side of the field. So it wouldn't have been that it could have been a halfback screen, uh, or yeah. bubble screen or something, or he thought it was a run either way. He missed the call or perhaps it was a little, you know, like option look off real quick. And he went for the guy, but something went horribly wrong there. Kyler Murray even said it in one of his interviews. They said, what happened? He goes, miscommunication. That's it. Well, you know? But it was a yeah, costly one. Yeah, it was costly. I mean, I had, you know, I I had money on that game. Uh, you know, I had fantasy implications. It it I I almost you know threw my phone against the wall at that play. Yeah. But funny, yeah. you know. But now that I've had time to cool off, that that play is so fucking funny to me. It, like, yeah, AJ it's Green just not. Right. It's one of those things. He never turned his back. You know, no. I mean, it, and quite frankly, it's really unlucky because a lot of times there's miscommunication and you just that ball hits the dirt. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know. I think his name was like 
Rasal something. I forget this. Rasal Douglas um, was the uh, corner. Good for him for like the heads up. I mean, like AJ Green was kind of like you had his hands on him for a block, and the guy still had the heads up play. He saw that ball coming, and he just grabbed it in the corner of the end zone, like very casually. And uh, I mean, he sealed the game there. I mean, it was only first or second down, I think. Granted, with like less than a minute left, but you've got to think still. I mean, the Cardinals' offense is going to get in that end zone uh, if you give them enough tries. So. He just took that game right away, uh, took advantage of a little uh, miscommunication and made him pay for it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think I think it was a little bit of a fluke game, but, you know. Uh, oh, uh, thoughts and prayers with J.J. Watt. Yeah. Out, out for the season. It's just it's a real shame. It's just kind of been the story of his career the last five or six years. Um, and... I just like to think about what could have been like, I mean, he's already, I mean, three defensive player of the years tied for the most ever with Lawrence Taylor and now Aaron Donald, but like this man barely played a healthy season over the last eight years, six years, whatever it was like this guy's it's just uh, it's, it might be, it might be coming to the end, which is really sad because he's a, a great guy, a great player. Yeah, and it's a shame too, because he was, be, he was a dog on this Cardinals defense. This Cardinals yeah. defense was humming. Right. I was going to um, say, it's like, it, it's good to see a player like that go in a role and he's not even the main guy there, you know, like, he's just, yeah, he filled into the role very well. Um, you know, uh, Chandler Jones is great. Isaiah Simmons is a good inside linebacker. They got a bunch of playmakers in there and uh, he was just fit into the team and, you know, it just sucks. Yeah, but I I still, I think the Cardinals are going to bounce back. I don't, I'm not worried about that. It was against a good Packers team, so. Yeah, I uh, I agree. And the other thing to note here is, uh, I mean, the, the Cardinals are still one of the best teams in the NFL. Like, I yeah. still might put them top three, and it's the Packers are also top three. So I don't really see that as a uh, a big problem. Uh, maybe five. I think I have a clear top five right now, um, and everything else kind of jumbled up. But they're both in that mix. There's no reason to knock one team for losing to the other. Granted, uh, they were missing some wide receivers, but Aaron Rodgers finds a way. He also, I saw a stat before, he's like 6-0 and in games without Devontae Adams or something like that. So um, he's just a damn good quarterback, and I can't wait to see him wear black and gold in here. Yeah, and I was, I was actually worried about that game because that first half was kind of a snooze fest too. And, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. you know, I thought to myself – Usually on Thursday night games, if it's like a snooze fest or something, I turn it off and just go to bed. I'm not staying up for it. But part of me was just like, you know, these teams could, you know, make it interesting. And so I stayed up and I'm glad I did because that second half was pretty, uh, pretty electric. Yeah. Exciting end to a game. Uh, weird finish, <laughs> but that always makes it fun. Yep. Um, all, right. all right, Scott, let's, uh, let's talk about a sad tale. That is the Detroit Lions. Dude, um, you know, this one actually hurts, like, me personally because I probably – I think we might have said it on the podcast last week, and I was saying it this weekend to people. And a lot of people were in agreement. Uh, we were like, I think the Lions might get their first win this week. Against the, the you know, against, against a below-average Eagles team. And holy shit, were we wrong. <laughs> I mean – it was 44 nothing, and then I think the Lions maybe just, like, snuck in one in the last, like, five minutes or something. Yeah. Um, or it might have even been, like, I don't know. It was 44-6. Do you know, was it a field goal or a touchdown and a missed extra point? I have no Dude, idea. Dude, to be honest with you, I didn't even bother watching those highlights. 
So yeah, I have no idea. So. <laughs> I don't know either. I mean, it, one, I mean, if it gets to 35 nothing in the fourth quarter, you're not watching that game anymore. So no. uh, a damn shame. I hope the Lions get a win. Um, they are on bye this week, and then they play the Steelers. So I hope that win doesn't come for another three weeks. But, you know, it's just it's hard not to root for them. But, man, are they bad. Yeah, I mean that. I, I mean, I mean, yeah. Like I was saying, I was talking to a bunch of Luke's friends up this weekend, and a lot of people were saying, you know, I think the Lions might get their first win this week, and I, you know, I did too. But God, it seemed like they would put a JV squad out there. Yeah, not great. Uh, hopefully, it comes one of these days. Yeah, I hope so. All right, moving on. Kind of another sad topic here. Yeah. <sighs> Our boy, Derrick Henry, probably out for the season. Yep. <sighs> I mean, he's he's one of my favorite players to watch, and I'm sure a lot of people that watch the NFL can say the same thing. It's, I mean, he's not, like, electric like Kyler Murray, but the way he runs is so fucking funny to me. Just straight down the line, bulldozing people. Um barely making any moves and he's fast as fuck too <laughs> and it, it's it's just it's really sad to see him go down it's it's very sad uh he was my pick for offensive player of the year and i think uh you know maybe 70 percent of the country could agree with that um but you're totally right sky it's not like watching him is not like electric like watching kyler murray or even uh alvin Kamara or cooper cup you know they just kind of like dice around they got great moves Derrick Henry is so big that he looks slow. Like when he moves, yeah. <laughs> you think to yourself, he's not that fast until you see him smoke the opponent's secondary linebackers, whatever. It's not even close. Like I'm pretty sure he might have the uh, the fastest ball carry speed uh, of the year. I think that happened uh, the week prior to this week. Um, yeah, he does. So, I mean, it was like 22 miles per hour, like 22 and a half miles an hour. That is so unbelievable. And, like, think about it. Like, Tyreek Hill has broken away for touchdowns. And, you know, who else? Marquise Goodwin for the Browns. Like, these very fast guys. Henry Ruggs, you know, obviously, you know, prior to this week. But, like, these, like, absolute speedsters that, like, their whole personality and their whole, like, identity in football is yeah. speed. And then there's Derrick Henry, who's built, like – a goddamn lion running through like the O-line. And then just all of a sudden he turns into a cheetah. Like, I guess lions are probably pretty fast too, but they're big. And like, it's just insane to me that he just like all of a sudden you don't even notice he's running fast and he's gone. Yeah. I I mean, it's so funny to watch because like you said, you don't realize how fast he is until he's out running like these safeties who are much smaller, who should be much faster, and he's just moving, it seems like, in slow motion, and he's just getting away from them. It's crazy. Like, it literally looks like he used a spell, like if it was a video game, and he's, like, put, like, cement in the opponent's shoes. Like, they just start moving slower almost. Yeah. It's crazy. So, yeah, so let I, me ask you this. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, I wasn't going to say anything. Okay. I was going to say, let me ask you this. What are the expectations for the Titans now? Well, you know, people are always, you know, people were saying like, oh, they're getting, you know, maybe Adrian Peterson to replace Derrick Henry or, you know, whoever. The thing is, you can't replace Derrick Henry. There's no replacing him. You can't. So, I mean, even if you somehow got a 
good running back. Um, I think their hopes are kind of dashed right now, especially with like all these other teams that are, you know, emerging as, you know, superpowers in the league. Um, I think they can, I think they'll still get to the playoffs. I think that's possible, but I don't think uh, they're going to do anything. I mean, their Super Bowl hopes are dashed at this point. Um, so I think they can get to the playoffs after that. Not much. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm inclined to agree with you. They set themselves up pretty well. They're six and two, first place in their division. The Colts might have a chance of catching them, but we're just I mean, the Jaguars and the Texans are a write off. Um, but they do have a iffy schedule coming up. They have the Rams this week, the Saints after. Then they get the Texans. Hopefully they can still manage to win that game. But then they have the Patriots. So their next four games are against some pretty solid defenses. And obviously, I mean, you look to Ryan Tannehill. You look to Ryan Tannehill, A.J. Brown, hope Julio Jones can come back healthy and start to make a bigger impact because he really hasn't yet. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's impossible, but I mean, they certainly just lost, uh, you know, the identity of that program right there. And they said 10, it was like, I think, 10 weeks, 12 weeks. So maybe, uh, you know, he sneaks in for a late playoff game. I don't know. Uh, depends on, I guess, how things go, but you never know. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I think it just really hurts their chances this year. And I think they got to start looking for next year. Yep, I agree. All right. All right. Um, let's go back to the AFC North here. North. Uh, are the Bengals pretenders, Kev? It's hard to say. So, <laughs> for the first seven weeks, I said yes. Uh, the five and two Bengals, maybe even, you know, like the four and two Bengals. Uh, I, I thought that they'd run out of steam. But every week they uh, continued to play a good game and not even against terrible teams. Um, so it's hard to tell. They beat the Ravens. Um, and obviously, they, you know, they beat the Lions. Great. They beat the Jaguars. Great. They beat us at home, which is a good win for them. Mm-hmm. Their losses are to the Bears and to the Packers and now the Jets. So I don't know. Uh, their offense is clearly, you know, buzzing. Uh, I don't have any reason to suspect that. Uh, the offense is going to skip a beat, but I think the defense just i wasn't convinced, and obviously, you know, not anymore. Their defense has actually played okay, but uh, it, it, you can't lose to the Jets. I mean, the, the Titans lost to the Jets, so yeah. is, it, is it more on these, you know, quote-unquote uh, contenders, or are the Jets just, you know, able to provide a sneaky little punch in there every now? Well, I'm sure some of it has to do with these teams going into, you know, play the Jets and being like, oh, this is a write-off. Like, let's just focus. Let's just get through it and, you know, just get to the next game. Um, So the Jets are, you know, I mean, seems like they're taking advantage of that maybe if that's what's going on. But also, like, the Bengals can't be giving up 405 yards, three tutties to a dude named Mike White. The whitest name I've ever heard. Literally. <laughs> I mean – I've never heard of this dude before, I don't think. And he was lighting them up all over. 400 yards in his NFL debut. His first start. That's got to be close to, you know, like uh, a record for a guy's first start, you know, like, or at least maybe like, I can't imagine this guy went highly drafted. I I, I truly don't know anything about him. Um, But I got to figure, I mean, hell of a game there. That has to be up there for, you know, one of the better starts or first starts for a guy. Um, I'm trying to check right now. No, it ha- I mean, it has to be. 
Yeah, he was drafted in 2018 in the fifth round by the Cowboys. So he was a part of the Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Sam Darnold draft, and nobody knew who this guy was out of Western Kentucky. But, you know, hats off to him. Great game uh, against uh, a, a pretty good team. The Bengals were playing great. Um, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, good for him. But honestly, I have a feeling like he'll come out next week and just lay a goose egg. Yeah, I do too. The Colts are a pretty good defense as well. So uh, we'll just be there. Yeah, so going to be. No, I'd li- I love to see it. Good for him. All right. Um, some. All right. You know what? Let's go to the Jags here. Just want to touch on this real quick. Uh, the Jags had a little momentum going in and you know I picked them as my upset last week so I thought hey maybe they could go in and steal a win from the Seahawks uh but no they lost what little momentum they had uh the Seahawks played I didn't really get to watch this game either but the Seahawks you know put up 31 points gave up seven so it's kind of like the Jags of you know earlier this season seemed like you know still no Russell Wilson and then they're giving up 31 points so Take that, yeah, as you will. It it was tough. I I also thought they had a chance to keep that momentum going. Uh, it is tough to go on the road in Seattle and win a game. They were off a bye, which I thought might help. But you're right. Uh, they had a little bit of momentum, not a ton, but no. uh, yeah, the Seahawks just. I, I don't think the Seahawks are a bad team by any means. I don't think Geno Smith is a good quarterback. Um, but you know that when it comes down to it. I'm going to take Pete Carroll and the Seahawks over Urban Meyer and the Jaguars. It really doesn't matter yeah. uh, what the personnel is looking like. Yeah, so it, uh, once again, the Jags have proven that they can't win on American soil. Only, no. in, uh, only in jolly good England. They should just relocate at this point. Honestly, they should. More people, <laughs> more people like them there than they do here. <laughs> <laughs> they really might. <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right. right, Another game. Uh, not really sure what to do with this here. Uh, the Washington football team, they look like they should be a better team. I mean, they had all that, uh, hype around the defense this year. They were supposed to be top five in the league. And I'm pretty sure they're close to last in all ranks right now. Let me, let me go see if I can fact check that at all, but it doesn't matter. The offense isn't looking great. Taylor Heineke's a fine fill-in, I think. Um, Antonio Gibson's playing like crap this year. He's got some shin splints, but Terry McLaurin's still a good receiver. Uh, they don't have Logan Thomas. Uh, they're tight end. He's coming back soon, but uh, it's tough. Do you think they can at all climb out of this hole, Scotty? No, uh, they did last year. I think they started the year two and six again last year. Um, but this year their schedule is m- – much tougher. I mean, they got the Bucks this week, or well, they, I think they have a bye week this week. But then they yeah. they have the Bucks, uh, Seahawks, Raiders, Cat, and Cowboys twice. Um, and then I mean, they have you know the Eagles still to play twice, and the Giants, who are I mean, those teams aren't that good, but they're division right. rivals, so they're I mean, they're going to be tough games. So I mean, they have yeah. They really only have, like, I'm looking at this, the Panthers is pretty much their only game that's, you know, winnable and not a division rival. So that's pretty much it <laughs> at this yeah. point. So I, I, think it, I think they're done for the year. 
their defense is playing way below expectations. So uh, I don't know what it is with them, but I just thought that was an interesting point we should touch on. Yeah, and, and starting to think back to last year, they did climb themselves out of a hole, but like you got to keep in mind the NFC East was all in the same hole. I, I do believe that they uh, made the playoffs with only seven wins, uh, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, and they're not going to have the ability to do that this week. The Cowboys are now 6-1. and one. They won a game on the road in Minnesota without Dak Prescott. Um, yeah, they're legit. So they, they're going to they're gonna take that division at this rate. Um because the other three teams, like you said, they're not great. It's division games. Anything can happen. But I pulled it up here. Uh, the Washington defense is 27th in total yards and 27th in total points allowed. So um, they're getting torched. Um, their offense is 18th in total yards and 24th in total yards. So the offense isn't doing them any favors either. This is just at this point, it's got to be uh, – uh, a write-off year for them try to go acquire some more talent um maybe it's quarterback but uh i, I don't think Ty- taylor heineke is the guy but I, he's not helping out a whole lot so you gotta you gotta look for something there and of course ryan fitzpatrick got hurt in week one but would that really be making a difference at this point i don't think so no i don't think so either and you know i mean how many times have you heard chase young's uh, name this year mm. Not really at all. That's a great point. I mean, you know, I mean, I, mean, I, he, I really. I mean, he's the, he's the, you know he took them they took him the first pick. So, uh, I mean, he's got to be you know at least getting a couple sacks. But I don't I don't think he's only gotten like one or two sacks on the season so far. Yeah, I'm trying to go uh, check that out right now. Actually, um, sacks so. tackles. Chase Young has. He has one and a half sacks on the season. So that's that's beyond underwhelming for a guy with uh, the amount of uh, talk around him. And I do still think he's a good player. He's just, you know, something uh, someone he's not showing up right now. And they got to figure that out because they, they have the pieces, I think, to be an okay team. Yeah, but just no, me. I mean, one and a half sacks on the season for that caliber of player is abysmal. Yeah, pretty bad. I mean, it's just yeah, not great. Um, All right. Let's get uh, another sad thing. Kevin, I know you're going to be heartbroken, but uh, your boy. Tell us about your boy. Uh, well, the, um, the what was going to be MVP of the season, Jameis Winston, tore his ACL against the Buccaneers. Um, it was just an awkward tackle. He kind of fell weird on the knee. Uh, they confirmed an ACL. He was on. Crutches dancing with the team in the locker room after. I don't know if you saw that video, but it's hilarious. Um, no. He's just raging in the locker room in a, in a big uh, old, like, brace uh, and two crutches, and he's just on one leg just jamming out after the win. So uh, <laughs> the ultimate teammate, um, and, I mean, it's just a sad, sad thing to see, um, but he will be out for the rest of the year, unfortunately. So uh, the Saints, I think they get Taysom Hill back next week maybe this week if they can uh, get that moving a little bit quicker but uh i guess trevor simeon for the time being unless they uh sign someone else but that's what they got yeah t's and p's to Jameis, one of the funniest dudes in the league i mean yeah. it's such a dumbass it's so funny <laughs> i'm gonna miss him i'm gonna miss yeah him. but uh honestly the Saints, the saints uh beat the bucks though which i was uh, pretty surprised by Especially after yeah. Jameis. I don't – when did Jameis go down? 
Uh, I believe it was actually in like the first uh, – it was in the first half for sure. It might have been late in the first quarter, but, um, yeah, yeah, it wasn't so, late. Yeah, so to, you know, beat the Bucks with a backup, you know, Trevor Simeon, um, that's pretty impressive, you know, for that team. I mean, that, that shows resilience. It does. Um, and we'll see what the uh, Saints can do with that, uh, you know, kind of moving forward. But they uh, they have uh, they have Tom Brady in the Bucks numbers, it appears. Uh, they, they've been playing them pretty well over the last couple of years. I think they beat them once or twice last year. Um, and they now just beat, you know, the reigning champs and I believe a Super Bowl favorite, you know, at least top three in that category. So they play them well. Uh, it always helps to play in your home stadium. But they had two big interceptions off Tom Brady, one of them in that quote unquote would, would have been the game winning drive, but uh, they put an end to that pretty quickly. Yeah, no, a good performance uh, from the Saints all, all overall. Um, you know, I I just want to touch on this. You know, I've I've harped on this a lot, so I don't I'm not going to go too far into this. But uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs still don't look like Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Uh, Mahomes probably should have had two, he ended he had another pick. Probably should have had well he could have had two, but he got bailed out on a offside or false start on the one. Um. But I mean, I mean, they just don't look. I mean, he he wasn't connecting on deep balls. I mean, he went uh, what what did he go? Twenty nine for forty eight, two hundred seventy five yards, a touchdown, and a, a pick. So I mean, those those stats aren't great. They're not terrible. Um, but he's got to be connecting on more of these passes. And I'm pissed off uh, because Tyreek Hill could have gotten like five more yards, and I would have won that fantasy game too. But you know. Neither here nor uh, there. <laughs> it's hard to be upset with Tyreek. Twelve receptions, ninety-four yards, and one touchdown. Uh, it kind of seems like he's the only thing. He's kind of he's like a, he's a cheat code. You know, we said Derrick Henry's not that exciting to watch. Tyreek Hill literally runs around like a video game character. It's yeah. insane. Uh, the on screen passes, he just makes people miss, and then he's just light speed out of there. It's it's crazy. So, um, but yeah, you know, I still. Just looking at the talent on this team, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Andy Reid, I still believe to be a top two or three coach in the league. It's hard to say that this team stinks. The defense stinks. There's no getting around that. Yeah. But they now sit at what? I think they're four, four and five, four, 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 yeah. So I, I still think they'll make the playoffs. It's too hard for me to say otherwise. Um, but you're right. They don't look that good. I mean, they lead the league in offensive turnovers, not the good kind of turnovers on defense. They lead the league with 19. Um, that's pretty bad uh, when you look at some of the the stinkers in the league right now, when you look at, like, the offensive, like the Jaguars and the Jets and the Texans. Um, it's, it's, it's concerning, but, you know, it's the defense, I, I do still think it is. They're turning the ball over on offense, but they're still producing a lot on offense. Um, so, yeah. I, I, again, you know, I, do they stink? Not mm-hmm. quite sure they do, but the defense stinks, stinks. Like, yeah, the defense like, stinks. And, you know, I mean, big time problems. Um, but, I mean, when you lead the league in offensive turnovers, your defense is probably going to be out on the field a lot. You know, they're going to be tired. And I'm, I'm, I'm not saying like, that's the only reason they stink. They stink in general, but you know when you're t- when you're on the field, you're getting turnovers. 
you're not, or you're not getting turnovers. Um, you're going to be tired and that's not going to help you in any way. So, I mean, I think Pat Mahomes is now up to 10 interceptions on the season. Um, yeah, which is, correct. and it could have been more. Yeah, it, it, it could, could have been more. I think earlier in the season, we were talking about how it seems like, um, those interceptions that teams, you know, weren't making in the past on him, they're making them this season. I still think that's true. I think Pat Mahomes is doing way too much. I think he just got to, you know, go back to basics. Just, I mean, at this point, like, it seems like they're losing games themselves at times. Um, they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot, it seems like. Yeah. I mean, you know, we want to blame uh, the defense. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure they rank like 25th through 30th in every category, like bottom five ish. Yeah, uh, maybe a little more. Um, but this game was not lo- I mean, they won the game. Let's. I mean, let's be clear. They won the game, twenty to seventeen. But by no means did it fill anybody with hope that this team is good, and that is on the offense now. I mean, they only scored twenty points, and that's against the Giants' defense, which I'm now looking at is twentieth in yards and twenty third in points. Like it's pretty bottom half. And you're Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, like weather aside i know it was a little like a little rainy at first and cold but you're from kansas city you shouldn't have a problem with that so this game was way too close and that is uh that's on the offense yeah i mean this this game should have been a blowout um yeah so even though they won i mean like you said it's still still concerning yeah tastes like a loss yeah all right let's uh, talk about uh uh, the trade deadline today, uh, really kind of a snooze fest for, for NFL standards. Um, not a whole lot of big names. The one uh, real big name was Von Miller getting traded to the uh, Rams. So the Rams defense just got scarier. Um, so that's, I mean, that that defense is going to be a nightmare for teams. Yeah. Um it's going to be a problem. Uh, Von Miller had a great start to the year. I think he had like four sacks in the first three games, but he kind of hit a, a wall after. I don't know if that's his fault. He is getting old, but, you know, that additional piece isn't by any means going to hurt. Um, so, yeah, the Rams are clearly loading up for what could be a, a Super Bowl push. You know, a, a win now, just do what you can. So I think, I think the odds have them already. And, like, I think they were already in the top three for – Super Bowl favorites, and I think uh, I think they were plus eight hundred, and now they're like plus six fifty. So that helps. Uh, yeah. So certainly that was does. that was that was pretty much it, though. Uh, not a whole lot of noticeable names moving around, and not a whole lot of names in general moving around uh, for the trade deadline. So what is usually a pretty chaotic day uh, in the NFL was uh, kind of just came and went. Yeah, it was certainly mild. The Steelers shipped off Melvin Ingram to Kansas City. Maybe that'll help with the pass rush a little bit down there, but um, I don't think we really had much use for him. He was okay in the first couple games and then went completely cold. He was uh, bitching and moaning about playing time, um, yeah. had a groin injury, but that might have just been, you know, you're sitting down, you're whining. Uh, as Mike Tomlin has famously said in the past and continues, we want volunteers, not hostages. So uh, he clearly felt as though he was uh, being wasted here. So why keep him around? Uh, I thought we could have gotten a little more than a six-round pick um, for it, but I, you know, I guess that's what we're stuck with. That's one of the 
that's one of my favorite quote Mike Tomlin quotes of all time. Yeah, I oh, yeah. I love that. <laughs> I think he first used it for uh, Le'Veon Bell. Um, but I could be wrong there, but yeah. yeah. So uh, pretty uh, pretty dull, pretty dull trade deadline. Uh, not a ton of big names at all. Um, I thought maybe we'd see Odell Beckham get shipped out of Cleveland. I thought maybe we'd see Melvin Gordon on the move out of Denver. Uh, but you know, kind of a big nothing from uh, the big players. So. Yeah, and honestly, like usually on, on trade deadlines, we probably could have spent this entire uh, show talking about all the moves that were made. But yeah, you know, and like we could have we could have skipped the recap altogether. But oh yeah, well, just we could have had an implication show on uh, what we think this means for everyone. But uh, the only thing to really say is the uh, good Rams defense just got a little bit better. So um, that's pretty much it. All right. Well, let's uh, go on to the picks then. Now, all right. Uh, last week, uh, kind of, uh, I mean, not a good week for either of us. I mean, I already mentioned I had picked the Jags as my upset. I did pick the Bucks as my luck, and that didn't uh, turn out well either. Um, Kevin had the Titans, which hit as his upset, and he had the Chargers as his luck, and that missed as well. So, we both went uh, – well, I went 0 for 2 in those picks, and Kevin went 1 for 2. So, it came down to the head-to-head match. And I texted Kevin before this game started because Dak Pre- – I took the Cowboys over the Vikings at minus 1.5. That, that was the line whenever uh, we picked it. And then Dak Prescott wasn't playing. So, I think the line shifted to – I saw, I think, minus 2.5 in favor of the Vikings at that point. Um, so I texted Kevin during the game and I was like, there's an asterisk on this game with Dak Prescott out. And then after the game, because the Cowboys somehow won, Kevin texted me and he said, yeah, that game doesn't count. And I said, no, fuck you. Hey, you said it. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't come to you saying uh, that it, it doesn't count. So I'm hey, just you're, you're right. I you're right. I didn't say that either. I said, there's an asterisk on the game. I didn't say it wouldn't, I didn't say it wouldn't count. Technicality, well. Kevin. I got you on a technicality. <laughs> I think we, I think we knew what you meant. <laughs> yeah. Well. Um, anyway, anyway, I won the head-to-head matchup again. I believe that's four weeks in a row. It is. You are uh, <laughs> not. You're not mistaken on that one. So, um, not 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 a great look there. Uh, I do want to just touch up. We didn't talk about them in the week recap because this was supposed to be a a pretty exciting game, and it was anything but that. Uh, I mean, the Vikings didn't want to win this game. Uh, it, it was terrible. There were penalties on both sides, uh, mostly the Cowboys, actually, and the Vikings didn't take advantage of it once. They found Adam Thielen in the end zone for their only touchdown of the game in the first quarter. It was on the opening drive, and then they never found the end zone again. Um, so, I mean, you're just not going to beat a team like the Cowboys. It doesn't matter if Cooper rushes in or Dak Prescott. You're not going to beat the Cowboys like that. They didn't take a shot down the field the whole game. They didn't, you know, commit to the run. They didn't do anything right this game. Uh, And, you know, having them as my pick, that was a little frustrating to watch. But, uh, I mean, the Cowboys, they just wanted it more. Dude, I'm telling you, I think they're, like, the the Vikings players have to know, like, that Kirk Cousins just can't win on primetime games. I wonder if they just, like, don't care whenever – they see a primetime game on their schedule. They're like, all right, we're going to, we're going to lose this one anyway. Might as not, not even, you know, might as well yeah. just show up and get through it. Cause that's they what it seemed, old... that's especially what it seemed like last night or 
Yeah, you know. they might be the only team in the league that uh, doesn't want to play in prime time, uh, which is good news uh, for um, for the Steelers. We play them on Thursday night uh, on December 9th. So, um, you know, that, that that could go pretty well for us. They also uh, they have a couple more. They also play the Packers and the Bears in prime time. So they're not out of the woods yet. Um, they got a few prime time games to get through, but hopefully it doesn't go uh, as it normally does for them because, uh, you know, they're going to lose. Yeah, well, you know, right. what it is. so my so my record is now nine and twelve on the season, and Kevin's is ten and eleven. He's only one Still game gotcha. up. Still got gotcha. one game up. All right, um, so let's do this week. All right, do it. My upset. Um, my upset. Yep, go ahead. I'm taking the Giants over the Raiders. The Raiders are two and a half, and I'm just doing this because the Raiders have gotten a, got a lot on their plate right now. You know. Still probably dealing with that Gruden stuff, and now the Henry Rugg stuff. Yikes, they can't catch a break right now, so I'm going with the Giants. I don't necessarily love the pick, but, you know, you ri- you got to risk it to get the biscuit. <clears throat> yeah, you know, uh, that's, it's, a, it's an upset. Keep in mind, uh, they're not always supposed to hit. It's not like we're even taking the spreads on these guys. Um, you know, it's not even like Scott's uh, calling the Giants plus three. He's calling them to win, uh, uh, you know, right out, so. Um, I am uh, taking an, also an interesting pick here. I, if you had said I was doing this before the season, I would have thought you're crazy, but <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and take the Texans over the dolphins in Miami. Um, they, I say that only because they get Tyrod Taylor back. And I think that he provides uh, a level of offense that can actually, uh, keep up with, uh, you know, whoever they're playing. Cause it doesn't matter. They're typically going to lose. Um, so I think maybe they got a little, um, a little extra juice this week. Uh, they did ship off Meg, Mel, uh, oh my God, uh, Mark Ingram back to the Saints. Um, so it looks like it's the David Johnson and Philip Lindsay and Rex Burkhead. Dane. They have a lot of running backs, but um, <laughs> I think maybe they get a little spark here and, uh, and find another win. Uh, it's their one and seven, but so are the Dolphins. Neither team has been impressive at all, so we'll see. I don't love the pick, but again, you know, call them the upsets. Yeah, both teams one and seven. Yeah, I won't be watching that game. Thanks. No. <laughs> all right then uh i have my i have my lock here i'm taking yes i'm taking the my pittsburgh steelers over the chicago bears um and i'm just doing this because i think justin fields is gonna have a very tough time uh dealing with our defense um so if, i think if the steelers can probably put up 15 again i think they pull off a win yeah, I'm inclined to agree with you, but, you know, I would just love to see that, maybe. Um, yep. All right, yeah, I'm uh, I'm doing not the opposite, you know, not go ahead and calling uh, the Bears with my lock, but uh, pretty close. I'm going to take the Ravens, arch rival of the Steelers. They are my lock. Uh, they are five-and-a-half-point favorites over the Vikings. They're coming off a bye. Uh, the Vikings just didn't have it last week. I know it was prime time, but it just didn't look good. By any means, um, so I think the, I think the Ravens can get it done at home. I do think the Vikings will play a much better game. Um, I don't think it'll be a blowout by any means, but I do think the Ravens. Lamar Jackson wins football games. Uh, that's always something I have to remind myself. All right, I like it. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a great pick. But you know, honestly, we haven't been good on our locks this season either. Either I think I've gotten only like three, and I think you've what only gotten three too. Yep. Okay, yeah, so 
you know, take that with a grain of salt. Uh, <laughs> so if you're betting on it, maybe maybe you should just stay away from those games. Yeah, um, I've actually won more upsets than I have locks this year. So. <laughs> All right, and then to for our head-to-head match, we're going with the two other AFC North teams. So all of the AFC North teams are in our picks for this uh, for this week. Uh, the Browns and the Bengals. Um, and we really wanted to pick a different game, but honestly, there aren't really a ton of good games. And the the good games we liked, we both want to pick the same teams, uh, so we couldn't do that. Um, so we're going with the Browns and Bengals. I'm going with the Bengals, Kevin with the Browns. It's a two-and-a-half-point spread in favor of the Bengals. Um, honestly, I don't even know why I picked I, I think we just kind of like didn't really care who picked either one. We yeah, we're pretty much flipping a, we're flipping a coin on this one. Uh, I, I liked the Browns barely because I think, you know, their season could damn well be over if they lose this game. I mean, if they lose back-to-back division games uh, like this, they're going to be in some trouble. So uh, that would just give the Bengals a push. So who knows? But, yeah, you know, like Scott said, mm. neither one of us felt strongly. But here we are. Yeah, so I know that doesn't make for an exciting matchup, but you know what? This is what you get this week. You know, we can't we can't deliver every single week for you guys. We do have lives. And seeing that Scott is now uh, he has now won four straight head to head matchups, <laughs> I figured I'd take my chances with a fifty fifty toss up. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah, because I mean, luck hasn't really been on your side lately. So. No, not really. <laughs> All right. Um. That wraps it up for this week. Uh, episode eight in the books, continuing our streak. But well, that makes it that brings it up to about two months here, Kev. Yeah, halfway through the season almost, uh, right? I mean, we got week nine coming up out of uh, seventeen, so not too bad. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, so pretty proud of ourselves. Honestly, it's a it's a small feat, but it's a feat for us nonetheless. Yeah. All right, thank yeah, thank you guys for listening again. Um, Stay tuned. Uh, we might might just do a short little mini episode this weekend if we have time uh, and we're sober enough to actually come up with coherent thoughts. <laughs> but, you know, that'll be a game time decision. So if you don't see a new episode, don't be surprised. But we're going to try. <laughs>